Yeah, baby. Welcome to Every Month Madness. I'm Joe Costal, and this is the show that knows that any month is a good month to take popular culture and pit it against itself in a tournament-style bracket battle royale where only one thing can be left standing. This month, Billy Joel Part 2, The Sweet 16. Come out, Virginia. Don't let us wait. The Billy Joel songs are on the table and they're up for debate. Sooner or later, it comes down to fate and there can only be one winner of every month madness. Let's tip it off, baby! Libby Cottonmore, host of the OST podcast, host of Shattered Shield, author of The Big Rewind, curator of Record Saturday on Twitter. Libby, who did start the fire? Um, hmm. Well, we know who didn't. I think he's lying, though, because dudes always, I've been in arson trials and they're like, it wasn't me. Like, well, we have you walking away from the scene with matches, lighter oh fluids. So that's got to be terrifying, too. Also, Michael Grovner is here, host of the Glass Houses, the Billy Joel podcast. He is freshly vaccinated. How are you feeling? So far, so good. All is well. <laughs> You're a full 10 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> the drive home was great. <laughs> Listen, if you start not feeling well, you have to lie because we can't have this podcast being a, uh, you know, uh, any right. kind of false promotion, bad promotion. <laughs> Everything will be fine. You're like, I feel great. By the end of it, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> we were talking with my sister, the producer of this show, about this these extreme haunts and her. She's working on a documentary on it, and it just sounds crazy and like nothing I would ever want to do. Libby, as a as a journalist, I Libby, I would imagine that you're sometimes in situations that make would make people very uncomfortable, right? Like you're probably around people you don't want to. All the time, which is part of the reason I got out of it. But you'll be at a dinner party and people be like, well, what are you, what's new with you? And I'd be like, child murder. <laughs> That's what happened at writer camp when everyone I had just come off a, a, a child murder. And I was getting updates about it, like as they arrested guys, like while we were watching Roadhouse. Like, and people are like, so what do you do? And I was like, I really don't want to talk about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that just sounds awful. It was. It was terrible. All right. So forget who started the fire. We don't need to know. We're <laughs> going to play it safe. I do want to, I do want to get into Michael and we got to get into the, to the, to the tournament pretty quickly because we have a lot of songs to do, but I just want to talk really quick about something. I'm dying for your reaction on this. So we mentioned briefly in the last episode that Billy Joel closed Shea Stadium a a sporting venue close to my New York Mets loving heart. And at the time, there was all this talk about equating Billy Joel to, to the Mets franchise and to Shea Stadium because, and I'm going to quote directly from this, okay? So I looked up a couple of New York Times articles from around 2008, uh, the year that uh, Shea Stadium closed and Billy Joel played the two final shows there. Three different um, articles refer to Billy as playing rock star, in quotations, playing rock star. Um, I'm going to read from this. Shea Stadium is a nice try of a coliseum in Queens. So they make the case of why Billy Joel is the the perfect person to close it. His romantic idealism and his yeah right realism in constant contrast. The quickness to mock and to take offense, the need to prove oneself better than anybody on the Upper East Side, the guilt of having conceived such a hollow ambition, 
the restlessness, the angst, the ache of the striver. That is Long Island, and that is Billy Joel. Nothing I will say tonight or ever will ever be as like hot of a burn as that. <laughs> is it nothing? Though? You know, because I, because in a way, and this might this might be crazy. In a way, that's why I love him. I right. almost feel like he feels the same way. He feels it's all kind of ridiculous and is totally uncomfortable with it too. It's, he's sort of Gen X in that way. Just like everything's ironic. He's the original yeah, right. Gen Xer. He's right. basically punk. I'm just kidding. That's... In, in that same uh, interview, he says, I'm just a shelby guy who plays the piano. He goes on to say, I'm from Long Island. So naturally I delude myself. Um, and I am the first one to know how absurd all of this is. Okay, well, settle down there, Fiona Apple. But <laughs> it's like, I'm just a schlubby regular guy who fucked Christy Brinkley. Shut the fuck up. No, but I don't know. No, like, I don't want to hear it. I think he believes it. I think I think that... But like most deluded white men who think that they're, I'm just working, a working class guy to make $400,000 a year. Yeah, six most success, successful recording artists of all time. Worth $225 million to this day. 33... Um, top 100 Billboard hits. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, 33 top 10 hits, 40 in the Billboard. He's had eight number ones. He was and among those who broke ground at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like with the Golden Shovel. And, oh, and that's yeah. right. With Pete Townsend and yeah. Michael, is it possible that Billy is he does believe this is it possible that billy's self-deprecation is why we're here it's very possible <laughs> you know he um that's been the through line of everything um in his right. career i feel well, like yeah. he's you know like his stage banter is all self-deprecating cheese ball dad jokes and about how he's bald and this that and the other and it's like he, I think he's been like that, you know, since he was 20, probably. What's the line between dad joke and husband joke? Because he really crosses that. That, that. that Venn diagram is a flat circle when it comes to Billy Joel. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Mr. Joel looks like every heartbreak, every bad review, every car crash, which, my God, that's maybe too soon. Every my soul left my body. Yeah, and every tabloid dig has exacted a physical toll, so much so that even the adoring young women in the first row notice it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know that you take his resume. I don't know that there is another rock star whose resume would, would, would pale in comparison to his own ability to, 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 to question the truth of himself. And yeah, in a way, like that is like every kind of multi-million dollar supermodel loving rock star but i don't know when you when you couple that with songs like innocent man and leave a tender moment alone which is actually the first song on our on our mm -hmm. tournament right now um I, I don't know there's something about it that just makes him unique and it is it is uniquely long island right it is uniquely uniquely new yorker yeah it's that is that's a very good point i think um I, I haven't seen too many artists with that whole thing. You know, you, you know, he's always compared to Elton John and, you know, I love Elton. He's incredible, but Elton loves it. Lavishes, lavishes in it, embraces it, loves it. 
And um, yeah, Billy, I like that he's uncomfortable with it because I, I feel like if you get too comfortable with it, it can go in a whole nother direction that we've seen with a lot of people. Yeah, right. We have. We've seen that story play out for sure. But I, I think the other thing is Billy Joel hasn't had a new album since River of Dreams. I mean, he's I been pl just playing the hits for decades. And at least Elton John continues to put out music. And oh, I, so I think I'm he, totally with you. If maybe if he actually did something instead of playing scenes in an Italian restaurant for Midwestern dads. Yep. Then I don't know. He he seems to hate himself, but be mad that we also like make him do this. Like nobody fucking asked you to do right. this, buddy. You could it just is... go home and bang your seventeen-year-old <laughs> wife or however old she is now. It is really weird how abruptly it stopped. I mean, because his whole every single Billy Joel album was only a twenty-two year period. 71 to right. 93 and then it stopped on a dime it, it's that's that's another really puzzling but, thing but it too. makes sense doesn't it it makes sense when you look at this whole if this whole thing that he purports is real then it makes sense that he has to go out on a hit i mean it's not like river of dreams wasn't commercially successful because mm -hmm. it was extremely commercially successful as plug plug you just you um delve into on your latest episode of glass house <laughs> indeed about that album um, and, you know, it, it's almost like he wouldn't be able to sustain the flop. I, I don't know. There's something about Elton John that, you know, he just doesn't give a shit. You know, yeah. Mick Jagger doesn't give a shit. No. Right. But Billy Joel, I don't know that he'd survive it. I don't know that Billy Joel would survive it. I think he's too afraid of what would happen if something, like you said, something flops. Um, and he almost feels like River of Dreams was a flop to him. So maybe that shell shocked him a little bit, even though it sold well, it debuted at number one, the whole bit you had River of Dreams was a big hit single, but the album itself commercially tapered off quicker than a lot of the others. God, it's so hard being a white man. It's gotta be the hardest thing in the world. I don't know how you, how you do it. All right, well, on that note, much to the chagrin of my panelists, the Piano Man has moved on to the Elite Eight. The listeners of Every Month Madness pushed it forward, beating Allentown and New York State of Mind, two songs that um, Libby and Michael like a lot more than that one. But um, Piano Man's moving forward. So this is uh, to meet up with Piano Man in the Elite Eight. We have Leave a Tender Moment Alone versus Just the Way You Are. Before you guys vote, I have to admit that I spent all week since our last recording session um, beating myself up for choosing Just the Way You Are over um, Everybody Loves You Now, a song that I have not been able to get out of my head all week. And I've then just said, what's wrong with me? So heading into the Elite Eight rankings, we have Leave a Tender Moment Alone versus Just the Way You Are. Libby, start us out. I'm going to stick with uh, Just the Way You Are, again, for the serial killer vibes. I think uh, they should play that, uh, Marissa, as a... Uh, as part of your horror experience. <laughs> Extreme horror. But that might violate some sort of convention. I don't know. <laughs> the Geneva Convention, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. also, 18 hours of just the way you are. Yeah, that I think you need to sign a waiver for that, for yeah. sure. Michael? Ooh, this is, it, as I predicted, getting trickier. Um, I'm also going to go just the way you are on this one, believe it or not. I love just uh, leave a tender moment alone. But... Um, the feel, they captured the feel on this tune so well. And I love that 
groove that Phil Ramone came up with that Liberty played. Um, mixing with the acoustic guitars, yeah, great tune. That'll get my vote. All right, awesome. Next uh, next matchup, Innocent Man versus Say Goodbye to Hollywood. Michael, starts off. I'm going to go Say Goodbye to Hollywood in this round. Um, I dig an Innocent Man, but Say Goodbye to Hollywood is just a fun throwback to, you know, Ronnie Spector and Phil Spector and all that stuff. And it's, it's, I mean, it's so obvious that kind of song, um, but live it's great. And that that'll get my vote. Okay. Yeah, no, I absolutely. Another horrible human being who made great art, Phil Spector. Good Libby. I'm also going to go with the say goodbye to Hollywood because the more I think about an innocent man, the more I feel like somebody is choking me with a silk scarf. <laughs> That's very so slowly. Just that would that would make that man not not so innocent. <laughs> All right, next we. He'd still get off. He'd <laughs> still get acquitted. Oh, I see. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Next, next round we have moving out versus Miami 2017, Libby. Oh, Christ. I feel like I should say Miami 2017, just because Moving Out is such a garbage song. It's so bad and dumb and terrible and ugly. But I don't love Miami 2017. But I'm going to go actually with the fans on that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch my vote away from Moving Out. So take that, Mama Leone. All right. <laughs> so you're choosing Moving Out, right? No, I'm choosing Miami 2017. You're choosing Miami 2017. Okay. Michael? Also, because we managed to get through 2017 without any of that shit happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so take yeah. that, Billy Joel, you future predictor. <laughs> you suck as a psychic. <laughs> I don't know, though, because he, he sang Miami 2017 at the benefit for the, the 9-11 telethon, right? I mean, yep. and, and what, a, what a weird dynamic that is, right? To literally sing a prophetic destruction of New York City song at you know, this just yeah. whole destruction of New York City had a benefit for that exact event. Crazy and enough, that was the last song I heard before I heard the news about it, too. Oh, my God. No way. Swear to God. Holy shit. shit. That would freak me out for the rest of my life, Mike. Yeah, so I haven't forgotten it. Oh, yep. goodness. I, re I remember the, the gorgeousness of 9-11. The day. Does anybody else have that? Oh, yeah. Head? It was a beautiful day. It was a gorgeous I've been in New York the day before, actually. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. All right. Uh, go ahead, Michael. Uh, my vote on this one is going to be Miami as well. Um, Songs in the Attic version elevates it to a whole nother level. And it's, uh, I, I dig moving out, um, but I'm going to go Miami all, all day long. So two amazing live Billy Joel songs in the next round, Say Goodbye to Hollywood and Miami 2017 will match off. So speaking really quick, I, I got to say that I think Moving Out is probably the first time I fell in love with Billy Joel. Like I think I said last show, I just, I feel like I knew the characters in that song are really related to um, the lyrics it, it, so much. Such a bouncy, great pop song. But did he, so we all know B Billy loved the Beatles. Is The Stranger meant to be a concept album? It's got to be, right? Because the melody comes back in at the end. I think The Stranger, is he is he hearkening the Beatles a little bit? And I think so, there's certainly elements. Out before, why put Moving Out as the first track on the album then? Right. I think The Stranger would have been a great opener for the whole record. Yeah, that's always surprised me that it wasn't. Just like me the, too. 
what the hell? Because it's yeah. it's very, uh, and like I said, you know, before it's it's musical theater for divorced dads, but yeah. there's something very cinematic about The Stranger. Like it's very evocative. It's very it's a it's a great lead. And it is no theater for divorced dads, and I know because I played Sergeant O'Leary and I had to walk the streets all the whole show. That's all I did was just walk the streets. Um, and now you became, but didn't the night you become a bartender? I did, but they never got to that. After. <laughs> <laughs> that was my time, and the whole the whole show was set. The first act, I just walked the streets. God, Michael, sorry. What what talk about? I know you got a lot to say about this. No, my thought is, I see what you're saying with the whole concept record thing. I would say yes if it was sequenced differently. I think the album could be rearranged in a way that could make it really feel like a concept record, but their choice of sequencing the songs throws it off to me. Yeah. Could it be one of those things where like you sync it up with like Dark Side of the Moon? Right, Like right. The Wizard of Oz, but you sync it up with Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What would you sync this record up with? Right, or Terms of Endearment backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, works out perfectly. Um, so you... <laughs> So wait a minute. So are you suggesting that they were trying to not make it a concept album by putting the songs in that? The concept album? album is too cool for Billy Joel. That's way too cool. I think The Stranger is a concept album. I really do. Well, I know one song on it. The last song on the record was written in 71. So that sat around for a while waiting for a home. So I don't know. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it, it can't, it doesn't, you know, move doesn't him fit, for that right. collection, you know? Like, I mean, because I think he was trying to write a concept album in Turnstiles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that, yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go up to the other side of the bracket. We have um, number one seed seeds from an Italian restaurant, which was moved ahead by both our panelists and our listeners last time. And Street Life Serenader, probably the most obscure album still on the list. Um Street Life Serenader versus Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Michael? Much as I love Street Life, I'm going to go Scenes on this one. Um, I love how he strung all the parts and components to it and how well it flowed together because they were all completely different components. They got stitched together a la Beatles. A la Abbey Road. Exactly. Um, and it works. See, I would say more like the like Sid's toys and Toy Story. <laughs> or just like a bunch of like a Barbie leg and a transformer dick and yeah, uh, whatever and other spare parts got lying around. It's together, but it's messed up. <laughs> yeah. And but I'm I'm gonna have to go with scenes for Italian restaurant too, because I like the the first part. I think that's like a lovely sentiment. And the Brenda and Eddie shit, I'm like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> You keep saying like, who cares about this, like this divorce couple? As far as I can tell, they were married for about five days. Right. Yeah, no, they were just long enough to get a waterbed, though. What, what's the luck of that? <laughs> I heard the waterbed wasn't even delivered. <laughs> right. As um, a kid, as a kid from Detroit, though, I always was humored by him pronouncing Brenda Brinder. Brenda. It always yeah, made Brenda, me laugh. Brenda and Eddie. Yeah. Um, so wait. <laughs> Libby, are you voting for scenes or are you voting for Street Life? I'm voting for the first half of scenes. Oh, okay. Okay, got it. You know, Street Life is sort of the greetings from Asbury Park of the Billy Joel catalog, isn't it? <laughs> We're on radio, Libby. I know, but only that's for you. 
<laughs> little treat. Okay, so maybe he's making jerk off motions. Uh, we got two that that gives us two songs from The Stranger moving on so far. Next uh, matchup um, Summer Highland Falls versus Sleeping with the Television On. Summer Highland Falls. It's going to be Summer Highland Falls. Let's just move on. Michael. Damn you. Why is are these two pitted against each other? Yeah. <laughs> I will cut you. <laughs> okay. okay. Cuts like good knife. decisions, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I'm going to go against you this time, Libby. Sorry. You gotta son do of it. a bitch. Wow. I'm going to kill you. Why, why do you love that song, Michael? Tell us about it. We know why we know why Libby loves Summer Island Falls. <laughs> it's it's why do you just love sleeping. Great fun power pop. I love the guitars. It's I like that it's just kind of tucked away on side two of the record. Um, and it's probably my favorite on Glass Houses. I, I do feel Summer Highland Falls, and part of me is always ashamed to love that song so much because some of the lines are just so wonky. No, they're I mean, just so beautiful that they can't be contained by Billy Joel. Maria. It's very, um, and I'm totally stealing this from something I read, but it's like, um, I, I think, I don't I don't want to misattribute, but some something I've read that's in the show notes. So, so take a look at everything <laughs> I put in the show notes. But um, one of them said it's like, it's like first year uh, master's level English, uh, you know, English MA program, first no. year. <laughs> Let me just come through the my computer and kill me. But but I, I alas, I'm voting for it. I think I think it's a beautiful New York song. Um, it's a very upstate song, Libby. You know, you're a very upstate gal. You're oh, yeah, a very yeah. upstate gal. All and right. I tell so, you what, the real quick, the title of it. Yeah. It's the only time he's ever done anything like it. And I really like how he did that, you know. Yeah. Top of the page as he's writing the lyrics, when it was written, where it was written, it was written summer in Highland Falls. And that just stuck. He never came up with anything else. I dig it. Yeah. Really, he was channeling his poet, his inner poet there for sure. And I think that's why I love it. I think it's just, I'm a sucker for pretty words. And it's so profoundly, it's it's deceptively simple, I guess. Yeah. And well, and there's just something about it that it, it's not over-orchestrated. It just like no. really gets to my soul. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I, that, Michael. I'm not really going to kill you. I was just mad. We all said things that it's okay. Didn't mean. It's okay. But you know, I don't disagree with anything you said about this song. It was a tough one for me, for sure. Moving on, you two. This is a, this was the first time we went through three with it before you guys disagreed. Um, next matchup is Big Man on Mulberry Street versus The Stranger. Michael, you start this one. Stranger all day. The Let intro, me. the groove, the bass, it's all there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Big Man on Mulberry Street. Mm. It's just so kicky. I, <laughs> I just think it's kind of a fun song. And I love the, the live versions. Yeah. yeah. It is very kicky. I know exactly what you mean. I, I agree with that, that adjective. It's perfect. But yeah, and I think about it a lot when I'm walking down in the village. It's got that bounce. <laughs> yeah. It does have that bounce, but... I think it's kicky in a way. A lot of his songs are kicky, whereas The Stranger, I think he really hits a groove he doesn't duplicate often in his catalog. Um, just the, the guitar in that song is really, really good. And Billy Joel is not, songs are not necessarily known for their, um, I think you whatever you called the groove of that song, right? Mm -hmm. I really love the guitar in that song. Um, the arrangement's really nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put through The Stranger. So, so uh, you each got one from my on, on my side there. That worked out good. All right, Stranger moves on to meet either Captain Jack or Vienna. 
So do we get a fourth sam we get a fourth track from 1977's A Stranger? Or do we go a little bit earlier? You know my feelings on Vienna. Wait, I don't remember. Do you <laughs> I mean, do you love do you love it? You love it, right? Oh, it reminds me of someone, so. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna have to go with Vienna. Right. All right, Michael. Also, I hate Captain Jack. I hate that song so, so much. I it like inspires violence in me. <laughs> yeah, it's just ugly and it makes me think of my ex-boyfriend who that was like the closest thing to punk i think he'd ever heard and it's, like, and it's edgy wouldn't finding your dad dead in the pool really trump all the other imagery like at right. the moment that your dad's dead in the pool don't you rewrite the whole song yeah he seems sort of blasé about it <laughs> right everything else are like these very commonplace like crappy suburban you know moments and then your dad's dead and, he's and then he moves past it and then you're like whoa 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 wait a second what just happened <laughs> yeah let's just back this up a little bit it goes right past with like going down to the village in your tie-dye jeans you know and oh and your dad's dead you know you know either By the way yeah. um, all right michael go ahead captain jack or vienna vienna if nothing more than that one line there uh <laughs> no but i, I think vienna is a great song um it's it's held up really well I'm going to go with it. It really has. Yeah, I agree. That's a, it's a beautiful song. All right. So let's keep rolling on. We're in the Elite Eight. Let's stay with this matchup here. Two, uh, the title track off of The Stranger versus one of its beloved tracks, Vienna. Stranger, Vienna, Michael, go. The Stranger. It's got to be. Um, that's one of my favorites on the album. And the Live from Long Island version, 1982, incredible. That's my vote. Libby, I know what you're going to say. I'm bracing myself. I'm actually kind of torn. Yeah. This is because tough. I think, yeah, structurally, I think um, I agree with everything about, you know, The Stranger not sounding like any other Billy Joel song. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm actually going to deviate from my heart and go with The Stranger. Oh, my goodness. Right into mine. Wow. The Stranger <laughs> moves on to the, the Billy Joel final four. Where I will soon destroy it, I promise. <laughs> up, up on that uh, on that same side of the bracket, we have um, another The Stranger track, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant versus Summer Highland Falls. Libby, do we even have to ask you? You don't have to ask. No, it's it's gonna. Although it's weird because it's like one ex boyfriend up against a guy that I really wish I had kissed. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Aza versus Andrew. But I'm gonna go with um, <laughs> my husband. Just gave me such a look. Oh. At that exact moment, I love my husband so much. Uh, no, it's it's gonna be Summer Highland Falls forever. That song is etched in my heart. All right, Michael. You know, I'm I'm surprising myself because I've always loved scenes, but Summer Highland Falls is gonna take it. Wow, you and me are best friends. Wow. <laughs> right? Your, it just happened. Yeah, you are becoming like you're like in sync. You're like symphonic right now. You're inf totally you're literally are. influencing each other. Mostly because I think he's probably afraid of me. <laughs> Fair. There's only 3,000 miles between us. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that's really, it's really nothing in this day and age. All that's right. true. Our final two. <laughs> I heard knock uh, on the door. Our yeah. set on that side of the bracket, we go back up to the other side. And I know that you guys are going to take your frustrations out on the uh, fan favorite song, Piano Man, which uh, faces off against Just the Way You Are. Michael, you start this one. Piano Man's not even close to my favorite song on that album. Um, Just the Way You Are by a Mile for me. 
Well, wait, now I have to know which one is. Oh, good question. I dig stop in Nevada. You're my home. If I only had the words. You're my home. Yeah, you're my home is so gorgeous. And I stop in Nevada is pretty good. You know what song I really hate is the ballad of Billy the Kid. Me too. I want to drop kick that song into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And, you and know, they play it all the time up here, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, he always plays it up that way for some reason. And Captain Jack every time he's in Philly. No, but I mean like on the radio, like oh, you know, really? only on to New York. You'll just be like driving down the road and you'll hear like the stupid fake horse cops. You're like, oh no. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the singer-songwriter like cowboy obsession, but Bruce went through a thing too with oh, the yeah. outlaw Pete. He wrote this like Pete yeah. song that and um Warren's Evans, Frank and Jesse James. Yeah, which is right. a great song. Yeah, Warren's is probably be the best of all of them. But I mean, Bruce would do like a 20-minute like shadow <laughs> montage in his shows when he would sing Outlaw Pete. It would drive me crazy. I mean. I would definitely pee, but you know, you can only pee so much. <laughs> it's like when, when they launch into the drum solo in Asia, it's just like, oh my God, Keith Carlock, we get it. You got to play your drums. Right. Um, All right. So Michael, are you, are you heading towards just the way you are then? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Libby? Ooh, um, if I'm going to have my lips sewn shut to which song, it's going to have to be just the way you are. The best uh, reading I've ever heard of Piano Man is uh, somebody was like, what if it's set in a gay bar? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Because the Navy who's still in the Navy, absolutely gay. Right. And so they, and right. the person said, this was this went around on Tumblr, and many people have said this to me because this is the thing I'm most famous for now. Uh, it makes the line, man, what are you doing here <laughs> even funnier? Right. I, so is only one woman mentioned? Yeah, that was his wife. The waitress okay. practicing politics. Politics, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That was his wife. That's when he, he was married to like his man, the woman who would manage him, right? Yeah, who was his old drummer's wife prior. In a killer. <laughs> right, yep. right. Yeah, so I guess that works. I mean, you know, there's something about Piano Man, and this is, I know you guys are going to roll your eyes on me because I'm always doing this, but, you know, musicians and writers share this whole, like, um, you know, affliction that you feel like you're creating just for other people, for the other people who do your, create your art, you know, like how many times have we done readings for each other? How many times have you played a gig where only other musicians are there? You know, I mean, there is that longing. He does a good job of capturing that longing. Like, no, he does a good job of capturing a self-indulgent sad boy. <laughs> Which is also another way to say longing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Right. Kenny Loggins would never... Um, That's true. Kenny Loggins would never. Have right? you guys ever seen Nick Kroll's uh, The Adventures of Young Billy Joel? <laughs> no. It is the funniest thing in the whole world. He captures the essence of Billy Joel so purely. And he sings a song. Now, of course, Billy Joel is a complete ripoff artist, as we've established. He, Nick Kroll oh, yeah. manages to make a Billy Joel song that sounds so much like a Billy Joel song, you're almost mad that it isn't. Oh my God. Look it up amazing. on YouTube. I should put it in the chat. Um, yeah, I'll, put it, I'll put it in the show notes. Put it oh in my the God, it's the yeah. best thing in the world. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I can totally see him doing the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, all right, but you are, moves on to the final four. One more spot remains in the final four and it will belong to either Say Goodbye to Hollywood or Miami 2017. Libby, you start. Say goodbye to Hollywood. 
Absolutely. It's, uh, I just, that's one of those songs that I don't want to run away screaming when I hear. Although as I'm trying to hear it in my head, I'm actually hearing Benny and the Jets by Elton John, which is a song that will make my mother run away screaming. (laughs) Yeah, right. But I do, I, I agree though. I, I do love that. I do love, I love to sing along with that one a lot. Yeah, it feels good when you sing it. And you wonder if it's the same guy who went to do stand-up routine in LA. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. He didn't, he wasn't lasting very long out there. Come on. No, no. no. He knew it. I think you're thinking, you're thinking, Michael. I see you. You got your thinking face on. It's Hollywood. It's, it's Hollywood. It is. It's, I, I don't know, that's one, maybe it's because I don't hear it nearly as much. Maybe that's part of it as well. But every time I hear it, especially again, the 70s and 80s live versions, it's like, man, this is just a fun song. Yeah. If so many people moving in and out of my life. Uh, some will yeah. last and will just be now and then. Now is a, life is a series of hellos and goodbyes. I'm afraid it's for time, time for goodbye again is such a mood as the kids would say but it's also like learning to live that as like when you reach say your 30s and realize that not every friendship has to be this like passionate intense bffs you can have casual but intimate friendships yeah and they they may run their course and they may not is such a valuable life lesson. That is the most, I think one of the most important things you can learn. And he captures that right there. And I kind of love him for it. Oh, so well said. Libby. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, because really in a way, what you're saying is that Say Goodbye to Hollywood has some of his most underrated lines in it. It's not a song that people think about for lyrics, but it has great lyrics. It, it really, it really does. But the arrangements are so Phil Spector, the, the, the music is so good that you don't think of that song as being profound, but I, I think it really is. And, yeah. we, and we say goodbye to, to New York City, really, in this round, because we leave behind my favorite Billy Joel song, Miami 2017, because I, I don't think there's a better snapshot of New York in the 80s. You know, I don't think there's a better snapshot of New York City in the Ed Koch days, you know, mm-hmm. a New York City that's gone now. And is really only alive, uh, you know, is brought to life so well in that song. So, all right, Say Goodbye to Hollywood moves on. Let's stick with this side of the bracket, our final four. Say Goodbye to Hollywood goes up against Just the Way You Are. Ooh, Say Goodbye versus Say Hello. (laughs) Very, um, very realistic, gritty lyrics versus very beautiful, very loving lyrics. Michael, start us off on this one. This has got to be, it's got to be tough, right? Probably, maybe not for you. Yeah, I tell you what, between the two, I think I'm going to gravitate more towards Say Goodbye to Hollywood. And I think, you know, his road band brings so much to that song. I tell you what, if you listen, you know, obviously that song was an ode to Ronnie Spector. Not two years later, she released a version with the E Street Band backing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, which sounds great. But the E Street Band was totally missing that oomph that Billy's band had with it. And uh made you appreciate it even that much more um yeah but yeah that's a great song yeah what a great point michael that the e street band could not replicate that sound is a real credit to billy's um band yeah a a real credit to the arrangement of that song because they did hit it just right ronnie doesn't sound as good as billy singing it for some reason no well he wrote it for his register i think is what it was yeah 
All right, Libby, what do you think? My gambit has paid off because now I get to have a song that I like up against a song that I hate. So it's going to be Say Goodbye to Hollywood. Say Goodbye to Hollywood is in the finals. The Libby Gambit has worked on the other side of the bracket. We have The Stranger versus Summer Highland Falls. Libby, you start off this one. Summer Highland Falls. This was, I played a long game, but here I am. <laughs> you really did. This was a masterful job. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> Um, all right, Michael, what are, you, what are you doing here? Yeah, what am I doing here? This is, this is, <laughs> what are we doing here? What are you doing here, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling so good. <laughs> um, man, uh, I think my gut's going to tell me Summer Highland Falls, though it's neck and neck. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I've eaten your soul. Like I just swallowed it. <laughs> I'm like literally running through the lyrics in my head. Probably one of my favorite things of Summer Island Falls is the bass. I'm going to take this moment to look up uh, the adventures of young Billy Joel. Am I, <laughs> am I wrong, Michael, in saying that the person who plays it on the original recording is not the same person who we know playing it on the famous songs in the Attic version? It's the same guys. Oh, it is the same guy. Okay. The only guy who's guys different really underrating the, uh, is uh, David Brown, who was an additional guitar player in songs in the attic yeah yeah he joined after at the end of 52nd street um but everyone else it's the same guys that played on the record but live it just whole nother yes. level all right what are you thinking it's for the final spot in the billy joel march madness tournament to go against say goodbye to hollywood Three different readers' polls I found online all picked Only the Good Die Young is Billy Joel's best song. Oh. Had out in the first round. <laughs> a song that fell to Big Bad on Mulberry Street in the first round for us. And actually, strangely, also received very few votes from our listeners. Because it's a um, bad, dumb song for garbage people. Bad. It's a bad, dumb song from Garbageville. Is that what you said? For Garbage People, but yeah, from Garbageville, <laughs> USA. From Garbageville. <laughs> if Billy had his way, it would have been a reggae but song. For garbage people. Oh, God, no. They come from Garbageville. Oh, God, no. And Don't Liberty, say that. And Liberty says to Billy, and I quote, the closest you've ever been to Jamaica is when you change trains in Queens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So seven line. So Again, Liberty, my soul left my body. And so Liberty's Liberty's like, nah, it's got to be a shuffle, and they, right. he reads. Thank you, it. Liberty. Oh you God. It would have been. It would have been a reg, It would have been Billy Joel's reggae song, right? They cut it. They cut it as a reggae version, which I have. Oh God, that exists. It's like it out there. It's out there. You just think. You think things like the second arrangement are lost, but the reggae version of. Uh, only the good die young exists. This is uh, life is fundamentally fucking unfair. The best part about that version, it wasn't completely done, but the bridge of it, Billy didn't have it quite fleshed out yet. And he just talks over the bridge. He says, big question mark here, because I don't like this part. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Oh, Christ. Summer Highland Falls wow. gets us. Yeah. On. Yep. Our finals. Summer Highland Falls versus Say Goodbye to Hollywood for the ultimate supremacy of Billy Joel goodness before we reveal 
our champion, Libby Cudmore, what was the biggest surprise in this tournament for you? I think it said Summer Highland Falls into the finals the song. I think honestly that um, I, who deeply hate Billy Joel with every fiber of my being, and Michael, who loves Billy Joel with every fiber of his being, managed to agree on so much. I know. It, it really was phenomenal. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Because Libby, you don't really hate Billy Joel. Oh, people say that all the time. And I genuinely do. I have a visceral reaction when I hear Billy Joel. He makes me angry. In the way like someone hates their ex-husband. No. You know him so well and you're so acquainted with him. Okay, yeah, that that is true. It's like I do, but I do like I he makes me angry. So I'm like, why are you so bad at this? If you had just because Billy Joel, I think, is, is a fabulous musician. He's just a dumb lyricist. And I think if he'd had like that Elton John, Bernie Taupin situation, he would have been an unstoppable force. But as he is now, he is just, he's the Levitt town of, of the CD section. <laughs> he's just completely palatable to white people. He's the um, Wonder Bread. He is. It's just like, this doesn't make me feel bad or particularly good, it maintains a level of mediocrity that I, wearing khakis on the weekend, am comfortable with. I don't have to feel any emotions. Right. So I think another part of why this has worked is that I'm not the kind of fanboy that's going to get upset over that. I don't take it personally. I think it's great that you think differently from me. I know. <laughs> that makes for a good show, for sure. But and Michael, you've been a, a really great sport at this. I think. Oh, this is awesome. Well, what's your biggest surprise? In the- I'm actually surprised that the finals are down to one album, Turnstiles, that that's the yeah. sole representation of this all. Yeah. I'm not album. mad about it, but uh, it's yeah. that's a bit surprising. And that's what I think I love most about you, Michael, is that your knowledge is so deep that it wasn't reduced to only the good die young and piano man and like just going with the hits that that you were able to to parcel out what makes the songs that maybe don't get played on the radio as much as good as they are. You are not the target in the Coles Plaza. Right, exactly. (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong, still rock and roll to me was what got me hooked. That was my first taste of it. But then I, I dove deep as soon as I could. Yeah, I guess the other thing that surprised me is that Piano Man is as loved as it is because you'd think that'd be one of those songs that by now would have worn out its welcome. Right. And that people, and that they chose it over, um, what, New York State of Mind? Right. Which is That, that really surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Piano Man, I don't, I don't hate it, whatever it is, what it is, but... I preferred it back in the 80s when it was just another Billy song. It would be third or fourth on the set list. He'd play it and move on. But what it's turned into, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm just kind of surprised there isn't like that backlash. Right. That we have against, say, like, don't stop believing. Right. Right. My husband works with teens and they came in and they're like, do you know this song, Don't Stop Believing? He's like, yeah, I've heard it. (laughs) like they had just discovered journey right right the piano man fans are not are also love don't stop believing though don't you believe that to be fundamentally true like it's it all comes from the same thing don't you think it's the sing-along songs at the bar right oh those sad people pour some sugar on me free falling 
it's like all these like can you yeah. imagine being that person can you imagine how sad that life must be right yeah. i'm like actually depressed thinking like you guys that. didn't even say the king of them all and that's a song i loathe living on a prayer oh that's a bad song i mean i'm I, from New jersey yeah oh, i yeah. saw a talk one time where they went down like the most uh this this woman from rolling stone uh interviewed people who run karaoke nights and bartenders and things like that and just and picked out like the most hated songs of karaoke living out a prayer was on there um my way was on there and don't stop believing was number one and then as a group it was like a ted talk kind of thing <laughs> and they had a live band because john cameron mitchell was performing uh from anthem homunculus and so we all made a pledge all of us there at the auditorium we were going to sing don't stop believing together one last time and then never requested a karaoke so we did don't stop believing karaoke with a live band that's the way to, to put it to bed that's, yeah, oh it was great for sure um yeah well i think at, at your heart you're both music nerds you're both so knowledgeable you both come at the your love of music with so much passion this was an absolute joy seriously i'm so it really grateful. was it was I, a lot of really see libby i told you you were gonna have fun Oh, I had a great time saying it, yes. So listen, the only question that remains for me, and I'm going to let you guys plug before we give our final, because I want to give the champion and then be out. The only thing that remains for me, and Michael, I'm not going to put you on the spot right here on the show, but is there any way we get a Libby Cudmore episode of Glass Houses? That could be interesting. Please, 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 please. I think you got you and your partner need to come up with a format in which you just let Libby run wild in it. Honestly, like, let me out for something like Stormfront. Yeah. <laughs> you, Libby, you being on a Billy Joel podcast might break the internet. I am here for it. I'm so excited. That would be hilarious, actually. Michael, you got to do it just for the ratings alone. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That actually, if we could find an angle, I think that might be pretty funny. Right? You guys were absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Michael, tell us where we can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you search Glass Houses, a Billy Joel podcast on all the socials, you can find us there and all the podcast outlets. And you can also find our website, glasshousespod.com. We are currently around the 30 episode mark. So we release a new episode every other Tuesday. And um, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun taking deep dives into random aspects of Billy's career. I'm legitimately such a big fan of the show. It's a great job. You do a great job. Appreciate um, it. Libby, Libby, where can we find you? You can find me on the OST Party podcast. We just covered uh, Interstellar five five Interstellar five 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 five, the Daft Punk anime, which was different. And uh, you can also find me over on the Shattered Shield podcast, where we're uh, about halfway through season six. So that's that's been fun. If there's anything I hate more than Billy Joel, it's uh, the character of Vic Mackey. He's like the Billy Joel of the Shield. Occasionally, he does something good, but he mostly mostly makes me want to throttle him. All of this listening and reading goodness will be in our show notes, so you can find them. All right, Libby Cudmore, Summer Highland Falls versus Say Goodbye to Hollywood, the championship round, Billy Joel songs. Which do you like? Do, which do you hate least? Less? <laughs> no, I know you. We know. We know this. We know this answer. Give it to us. It's going to be Summer Highland Falls. I'm so happy to be able to say that. I'm so happy. We've come so far together. I carried you so far. My sweet, sweet summer of 2000, Billy Joel song. 
Andrew Friedenthal, if you're listening, this one is for you. Oh, young love, young love. Michael, will young love prevail or will heartbreak prevail in the final round? What's your vote? Well, I'm happy to say that young love will indeed prevail. Summer Highland (laughs) Falls is just chef's kiss. Wonderful song. And I'm very happy to see it at the top here. Oh, that is good. (laughs) All right. There you have it. Summer Highland Falls, the tippy top Billy Joel song, according to Every Month Madness, which happened to be this month, the month of March when these things happen, baby. So thank you so much to Libby Cudmore. Thank you, Michael Grosvenor, for being with us. This was our first one in the can. Thank you, dear listener. We are part of the Three Crones Network. You can find us at Three Crones Presents, wherever you get social media. My name is Joe Costell. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time. Come out, Virginia, don't let me wait. Catholic girls start much too late. Sooner or later it comes down to bed, and I might as well be the one. Showed you the statue and told you to pray. They built you a temple and they locked you away. They never told you the price that you paid for the things that you might have done. Only the good die young.